Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, guys? Welcome to Strathers Wars. I am Eric Strathers. And I do love Steel Wars. And each episode, I find a Patreon supporter to talk about it with. In this episode, I talk to Tom Chansky. You may know Tom Chansky by another name. His formal name, King Tom. You may recognize King Tom from basically any Star Wars podcast you've ever heard, ever. From numerous Steel Wars call-in shows to voicemails on several other podcasts, King Tom is a podcast connoisseur of sorts and a fantastic contributor to so many of the podcasts that we all love. He had a lot of great moments to share with us. Let's give it a go. All right, King Tom, King Tom. Thanks for doing this, by the way, man. I really oh, appreciate thanks. it. Thanks for asking me. It's always fun to talk Star Wars or Steel Wars or whatever. Absolutely. Well, you know, the the one definitely always includes the other, but I guess mm-hmm. not always the other way around, even though it should. It should. But, it uh, should. Those of us who know. Th- that's right. I think I've asked you this before, but how did you first discover Steel Wars? Um, it was probably, I think... It you know one of these things it's, it feels so long ago. Pro- I think it was through making Star Wars. Um, the first thing I ever remember seeing or hearing of his was his reaction to that that Harrison Ford preview in um, in Australia when they got to watch the the Falcon on Jakku scene um, a few weeks before the Force Awakens came out, and it wasn't so much hearing the news about this this scene, which I think is why I originally wanted to find out or or listen to what he had to say but it was just that this guy had this reaction and i was like that is the reaction i think i would have to watching this all right you guys it is almost five o'clock we have just seen eight minutes eight minutes at imax of the force awakens and you know that's the best day ever but wait harrison ford comes out at the end to thank us for coming and begs us to keep it a secret it was oh my god and when they found the thing and then thinged in it when they found the thing amazing moment that is an oh my god moment i may have stood up when they found the thing (laughs) jump out of your seat when they found the thing and revealed the thing and you saw the thing and the thing it's just the thing (laughs) oh my god it was guys star wars is back it's back big time it is, um, that was, it was, it was, it was incredible. And it was so weird just to be transported back to it. And it was weird to be dropped in, in the middle of the film. Um, yeah. I think. Do you want to know when that bit actually happens? Oh, it's got to be up, up, up front. It's, it's in the first 20 minutes of the film. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, and then they said one thing and that made me just weep just at the mere mention of that thing. What if it's that Harrison Ford makes you make a deal? You end up talking in strange innuendos. <laughs> but the score, guys, did you guys listen to the score during it? Like, it just blended so naturally. John Williams just owns my soul. Like, and it was so good. There's no one better. There's no one better yeah. than him. Um, could you hear the score next to me? <laughs> I, I tell you what, the, the, I thought, I was sitting with Steel, and the moment, um, I mean, God, the trailer, they played the trailer on the big screen, which was amazing to see on IMAX, but still starts going nuts at that point, and I'm thinking, oh, gee, I'm not going to hear a damn thing of this, even with the Dolby surround sound. <laughs> You know, Steel is, is just so energetic and you can you can tell he means it when he says that he loves Star Wars. And that kind of got me into listening to his show on a regular basis, signing up for the um, the old supporter page and then the Patreon and being a member of the, uh, the Facebook group. Yeah, man, he's <laughs> it's hard not to get sucked into his enthusiasm. I can't imagine yeah. anybody who didn't like Star Wars being able to be around him for any more than like, you know, a few a few hours and not be converted that's for yeah. sure yeah he's like our um, best ambassador i guess yeah that's a good way of putting it so speaking of the the patreon supporter you <laughs> some of the episodes that you mentioned to me one of them in particular is you know a patreon exclusive and that's the making steel wars episodes that he records with mr jason ward of the making star wars podcast network mm -hmm. and uh this was when they talked about the the special editions you know it's 20 years afterwards right give me give me your thoughts on that um overall you know i, I like all of the making steel wars uh if they pop up they're one of the first things i go to listen to because i, re I really like when people who are friends talk about star wars that's one of the big reasons i'm drawn to a lot of the podcasts I'm drawn to, um, you know, now this is podcasting blue harvest. Um, there's this one with these three jackasses, um, that started <laughs> up a few months ago that I listened yeah, to. Yeah. Rogue one <laughs> is really good. <laughs> yeah. Rogue one, rogue one. Um, but no, you know, I, I like when, when J uh, Jason and steel, they just have this interplay and you could tell they're friends. And this one they had a few months ago, it was their reaction to the special editions because you know the, the the 20th anniversary of it and it was just great listening to their stories of watching it but the, the thing i didn't expect to hear was they were talking and i think jason was talking he started off with the summer before they came out because they came out in january the summer before that the trailer for the star wars special editions um if this is the only way you've been watching Star Wars for the, or for the past 20 years, the only way people have been able to watch Star Wars <laughs> is on the TV screen. And then, you know, the yeah, X-Wing comes right. out of the little TV. And that trailer, uh, like, you know, I was listening to the two of them talk about it to go to see Independence Day. And um, I'm like, yeah, I remember that because there was a lot of hype about Independence Day that summer. I got caught up in it. I saw it opening night. But I, were, I have very vivid memories of sitting in the theater. I knew the trailer would be attached to the movie. Watching the trailer and then, you know, Will Smith pops up, punches the alien in the face. And all I'm thinking about is that X-Wing flying out of that TV screen. 
Me and Randy had to go see Independence Day to see the uh, special edition trailer. That was that was painful. What I, are you I hate talking that movie. about? I really don't like that movie. In the nineties, so stupid. In the nineties, Independence Day was the shit. See, uh, in the uh, in the nineties, uh, I'm at the height of teenage angst, man. You know what I mean? I'm like, the man is keeping us down. I don't want to see any of this Hollywood bullshit. I got Reservoir Dogs on VHS. I've seen I've seen The Professional. I don't need any of this stuff. You know what I mean? That, that was that was kind of Kurt is uh, dead, and, and so is my hope. Exactly. Exactly. With Kurt, when Kurt died, all all innocence was lost, <laughs> and I could not enjoy Independence Day. I was like, this is stupid. But what's funny was I remember when Ewan McGregor was 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 cast as Obi Wan Kenobi. One of the promises he made in a magazine, I think it might have been like Us, was it wasn't going to be a shit film like Independence Day. He could promise you that. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, yeah, because I was all about. I was at that time. I was like reading Train Spotting. It was that was a weird coincidence. I was really into Train Spotting because of liking alternative music, and and was reading Irvin Welsh's book and all that. And it serviced your bleak worldview. And then yeah, and then when when he became Obi Wan Kenobi, I was like, George Lucas is a genius. <laughs> he can do nothing wrong. First Willow, still. now this. <laughs> hey, I still love Willow, man. I still love Willow. So you had to go to see um, Independence Day, which I went to. I went to the midnight screening. We all drove to Frankston, three-car convoy, Mm -hmm. midnight screening to catch Independence Day, and I left very satisfied. I've I've said this before, but when the president gives that Independence Day speech, I've I've never been more proud to be an American. And I think like later that week, you know, I was on AOL at the time on dial up and someone had a quick time file of the trailer and uh, I, I, you know, set my computer overnight to download it. It took like 12 hours to download and hearing Jason and Steele's experience of that I really I like it when a podcast can do that, when they can kind of say this is what I was doing back then. Um, you know, I've I've been a fan of Star Wars my whole life. And I hope that that sort of stuff is interesting to the newer fans too. Um, Because I know that's something that us older fans can share. I hope they find it interesting too. But I really like knowing what experiences other people had, especially when it's something like, yes, I went to go see Independence Day. And in fact, I saw it a second time because I was bored with friends and some of them wanted to go see something else. But I'm like, no, we know the Star Wars trailers with Independence Day. And they're like, yeah, but you told us Last week, you thought it wasn't that good. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. We'll see the Star Wars trailer. <laughs> you know, I remember when I saw Independence Day at home for the mm-hmm. first time after it had been in the theater. And I'm like, this this isn't as good. It's like, I don't feel like it was as good as when I saw it in the theater. And I'm pretty sure that pretty that sure trailer is why. Yeah. I'm like, you yeah. know what? That was the best movie going experience I've had. <laughs> In years, yeah. <laughs> you put you put an X-wing flying out of a TV screen before anything, and that'll make it good. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. We were just talking about the Rebels season four trailer and the <sighs> scene where the X-wings, you know, are are splitting the S foils, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's so great. I could just watch yeah. that that spot over and over again. This just came my head mind. Is there been X-wings in Rebels yet? Or is that the first appearance of them? You know, that's seen, a good question. You know, we've seen A-wings, B-wings, Y-wings, but, and and I had the same thing about, well, 
you know, the Rebels trailers, whatever your feelings about Rebels, they always have great trailers. Oh, yeah. And I, I was super pumped about this one, like you said, because of the scene with the X with the S-foils popping open. Okay, bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they... Now that you mention it, I don't know that there have been yeah. X-Wings in, in Rebels. Well, I guess I'll for sure watch it now. Yeah, I, I guess would so. have anyway. Yeah, yeah. kidding. Yeah, I watch, I watch everything. <laughs> so you also mentioned one of the Colin shows in particular, and this one was, of course, Robbo was on there, so you can't mm-hmm. ever go wrong with that. But no, no. Uh, it's Stephen Stanton was on mm-hmm. and it's really cool i think you know that he hangs out in the chat room but the oh. the biggest plus in this one was it's where he imitates <laughs> steel yeah that was that was gold i had i re-listened to that one in preparing for this and i'd forgotten about it because you know he's been on the show a few times and some sometimes they tend to run together and i'm like i'm so glad it's this one because i forgot he did that um and <laughs> He, he he he's great with voices and he just nails nails steel I'm, I'm sorry steel but it's true very very cool now i'm hearing rumors i don't normally fall for this internet chatter this hearsay you know this word of mouth but is it true that that steven stanton is, is running about the internet doing some hokey <laughs> steel saunders impression what's going on with that Oh, I wouldn't say it's hokey. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. It was, uh, I've heard some steel. I've heard some steel impressions in my time, and I gotta say, Dan has it down. Yeah, if, if right. he can fill in for you sometime, this could this could really pay off. <laughs> you, know, you might want to take a break, and you can just have like the, you know, the the steel. Tarkin Radis hour. Just have him talking to himself. Oh my god. We've got about twenty minutes left on the stream and I think we've got a special guest. Three one oh, who are you and where are you calling from? Hello? 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 Steelo, I was wondering if you got that fancy cape and if that's going to be uh, available at your garage sale, dear boy. I would oh God, never really part with really him. I would, I would never sell my fancy capes. Never. See, just, that's, that's what people are they're wanting me to say. They're wanting me to say in Steel's voice, oh, I would never sell that fancy cape, ever. <laughs> hey, you guys. Steel. And I'm here to tell you to call in and let's talk Star Wars. That's my terrible Australian that is accent. Not bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I dare say you might be pretty good at this voice acting thing. I have a future ahead of you. So I have to spend more time with Steel, and I could probably get him down even even better. You know, I, I usually when I'm when I'm doing somebody like Cushing or Guinness or whatever, I listen to hours and hours of dialogue before I start to even attempt it. So this was just a, a, a quick down and dirty, but Colleen and a lot of people online were, uh, were uh, suggesting that, uh, not suggesting, demanding that I actually do steals. So there you go. It's pretty good. Uh, well, thank you for that, Stephen Stanton. I do like that I'm spoken in the same breath as... Um, 
as Guinness. That is uh, that is great. Yeah. And, it's wow. and, that's, and that's not the beverage we're talking about for those, the, those of you just tuning in. <laughs> it's great to hear stuff like that. It's great that, you know, we have this little community that he's a part of and that he, he can feel free to call in as part of it and be one of us, but also bring his talents in that way. Right. Right. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a very giving person, you know, he, he understands the why we're fans and, and doesn't, doesn't isolate himself from it, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. let me ask you this, and this is kind of putting you on the spot, but do you have a Steel Saunders impression you'd like to share with <laughs> us? You're trying to get me kicked out, aren't you? Okay, hold on a second. Let me take a sip of water here. I, I don't. All right. Hey, guys, this is Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. That's not that's bad. Not bad. Uh, yeah. Hashtag it the worst thing sweet, I've ever heard. sweet content. Sometimes I can do voices. Sometimes I can't. But yeah, <laughs> his is tough, man, because it he is. doesn't have like a really strong, like his accent isn't over the top. Right. That's you know? not a knife. It's not not anything like that. It's much more. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, man, that was good. That was good. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever asked anybody that. <laughs> and but, for uh, for those of you, for those of you in the uh, in the Facebook group and the Patreon club, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> we had a good run king tom yeah, good yeah. run yeah. you know he, he, the uh <laughs> the um the cool thing just about the call-in shows in general for me is that you've got like a couple of reoccurring callers that like people can't wait to hear yeah. and you, you're one of them and, uh, and you, you didn't have to say that and your check will get there next week but thank you thank you thank you uh <laughs> and and you know and robo and then you've got stuff like like jacob jacob out yeah. and I, we, he hasn't called in in a bit but uh you know when when you have stuff like that and everybody's so into it and for the most mm-hmm. part we've really not had any uh, up until just a couple of shows ago where you know there were two random you know like prank calls if you will it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a self-regulating very nice community you know mm-hmm. yeah well there it's, was the time that uh i think grasso prank t- prank called in when uh haas was guest hosting oh <laughs> dude that was the day rogue rogue one came out in theaters yeah. officially yeah because i remember i was on my way to do a uh a troop with the 501st at a theater and a major ice storm hit the area. Mm-hmm. And I was on hold just listening to the show. Mm-hmm. And after that happened, Steele just <laughs> kicked him off on hold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, he's mad. Mm-hmm. You mentioned here the, the live Rogue One reaction show. Uh-huh. And it, where you know the appearance by George Lucas is there a, is there a high point in this one for you? Um, that whole episode is just gold. Um, <laughs> the high point. I mean, obviously, the I'm thinking the 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 time that George Lucas is on. And, oh um, yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of one. Um, it kind of goes. I, I like the parts where he mentions the 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 writer who wrote American Pie, 
Um, and some things that I probably can't say here if there are children listening, but uh, th- my favorite line would be when he's talking about what, what, you know, we, we say what to, but they call it Watto. I right. think, I think it's right. how, you know, it's pronounced in Australia and, and George's Xavier as George, don't flip the dice. Don't flip those <laughs> dice on me. What redeeming factors did the film have? Um, they killed everybody. Good. <laughs> I don't want to see any of those characters ever again. <laughs> Every single one of them. Some of the worst written one-dimensional pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. Dear God. Dear God. You know? The film could have really used a Watto, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Get a Watto in there. Make Watto part of the gang. You know? He, he would have been handy. He, he, you know, he doesn't set off mines. That's the great thing about Watto. <laughs> you lay a whole bunch of mines, we got Watto. Watto flies in, he's all... Blah, blah. We can't remember what he sounds like. But... <laughs> all I remember but he's is... still alive and he's out there somewhere. <laughs> I miss you, Watto. I miss you a lot. I think he's doing a production of The Merchant of Venice. <laughs> you got that would be a beautiful thing. That'd be amazing. Watto. Why don't you or do Or a that? whole cast of Wattos. <laughs> all flying around. Asking for their pound of flesh. Yeah. I want my pound. Your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. You know, it's, it, it's up that in somewhere. <laughs> Don't flip the dice on me. He's, he knows now. He learned his lesson. That's just catchphrase. Don't flip the dice. Don't do the dice thing again, you piece of shit. I'll kill you. How does Watto kill people? With his big old tooth? He just jams in your eye socket and goes, like that. And then just lifts up into your brain. God. You just. Yeah, they were lucky. Qui-Gon was lucky. <laughs> the wrong side of Watto. He would have come in there. Did you flip those dice? Grr! End the movie. Every time you like move your head very physically, there's a lot of dust coming off your t- beard. I've been living I've been living on a salt mine. <laughs> Past couple of days I was lost in South Australia. I left the food hall that you saw me in. <laughs> and I wandered. I wandered the salt lakes of South Australia. And a few weeks a few weeks after I first said that I'm watching The Phantom Menace with my son, and I just, out of the blue, I just say, don't flip those dice on me, right when, you know, Watu throws the dice. And my son looks at me, and I said, that's, that's what Watu should, should be saying. So then every time we watch The Phantom Menace after that, my son... You know, puts on this little voice and he goes, "Don't flip those dice on me! Don't flip those dice on me!" We were watching it last weekend, and he started doing it, and that's a, a hilarious episode. And I've gone back and I've listened to it a few times um, at work. You know, I listen to podcasts at work, and I've been working on this project for a few months. That's that gets very tedious, um, and I just like to have something to laugh at in the background and, and every now and then I'll go back to that. Um, because you, you know, even though they've been up all night, it just has this energy and this back and forth that, you know, it's, it's, it's all live. It wasn't scripted, but it's just 
genius the way they work together. And then once Xavier comes on as George, it it goes to a whole nother level. And I I can't think of the uh, the Phantom Menace without thinking of George Lucas screaming, "Don't flip those dice on me." <laughs> I do love that episode, man. That is, it is a really good one. They, whenever I was making highlight clips for it, I was like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm going to have to pick a spot and just say, okay, that's enough. Yeah. That'll do right there. You also mentioned, uh, this is another call in episode with Miss Amanda Ward. And mm-hmm. this was like right around Halloween. And I remember yeah. this because I had called in and I was talking about, uh, about the Halloween costumes. And one of the things that Steele mentioned was um, seeing a kid in a, in a ninja costume, mm-hmm. which looking back obviously wasn't a very good costume if he could see him because he's supposed to be <laughs> yeah. a ninja. Worst ninja ever. Yeah. But that one. All right. Tell us, tell us what you said. Okay. Um, this is probably right around the time the Facebook group started too. And we, you know, we'd been, I think everyone kind of knew each other on Twitter, at least. But once Steele started the call-in show, we really started communicating a lot more. And, and Amanda called in. Or Amanda was the, the, the guest. And they were... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They were talking about like scary moments in Star Wars and whoever was before me mentioned the Ewoks. And I was going to call and say my scary moment was when Yoda turns and looks at Luke and bares his teeth and goes, you will be um, horrible, horrible Yoda right there. But and then I also said, well, the, and I wanted to say um, after hearing that previous call, seeing the Ewoks blink in the DVD changes, that scared me. But I think there are times when I can hear their eyelids close when they blink <laughs> Now, now that I'm an adult dumb with you, Steel, it's definitely the Ewoks blinking. And I swear, I don't know if it's my brain or if this actually happens, but I swear they make a little noise when they blink. Oh, are you serious? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. It, it might be just something that I'm imagining because it's so freaky. You know, I've been watching these movies for years, and all of a sudden the Ewoks blink. It makes me want to close my eyes during any Ewoks scene. All right, let's get the chat room in onto this one. Can someone in the chat room... Quickly bang in the Return of the Jedi Blu-ray and tell us if <laughs> the Ewoks make a noise when they blink. I, I I can't hear the noise because I'm 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 making like a, a pained noise every time they do blink. So that's my every time they blink. I'm like, oh, oh. I'm fully willing to admit that maybe it's something in my head and there's something wrong with me. I need to get checked out, but I think there's something there. Yeah, that's and it's it, maybe it's not a good. It's not a good sign if you're blinking and it makes noise. You need to see a doctor. Anyone out there, if your blink is making a noise, please see a That's physician. one of many reasons. Amanda, yeah. you, you don't seem to care at all about the Ewoks. No, I mean, I guess it just doesn't really mean anything to me. It doesn't bother me. 
I get why it looks weird. I get why people think it looks weird, but I don't. I'm not scared by it or freaked out by it. It's wrong. I don't watch those that much, so I don't really pay attention to it. If you did your way, it that that all get changed to CGI Ewoks, so they looked realistic. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard from Eric. Not only does he make sweet highlight clips, but he banged on the. Uh, the Blu-ray for a, a Blink sound effect watch, and he said the second Blink there is a noise, but it could also be the food in his hand or the eating <laughs> of food. So there's there's a mystery out there. Uh, what else is happening in the chat room? Emily's admitted that she's commissioned on Etsy a, uh, a Mendo doll. I'm serious. There's at least one time, and it must be something in the background, a leaf falling or a, something squishing in the woods. It, something makes a noise when the Ewok's eyelids closed, and so in my head, I think that I can hear Ewok's blink, and it's become it's become a thing of its own. You know what? I'll say this, because I, I was the one who went, I threw the, the Blu-ray in and went to look, <laughs> you know, and I was like, you had me convinced. Like, <laughs> I think that may, maybe they do blink. Until I went and looked, and I'm like, no, he's a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am crazy. I am crazy. Well, you know what, man? It's just, it's weird, the things you think you remember mm-hmm. in, in stuff like that and don't. But yeah, Steel, man, he, that really stuck him. <laughs> that re- I bet he still thinks about that. He'll listen what? to this episode once it's, and he'll, he'll <laughs> it'll just take him right back to where he was the minute he heard you say it. Yeah, and he'll be like, I got to remember to block that. Tom guy. <laughs> that Tom guy. The yeah. Tom guy. King yeah. Tom. So, yeah. Wom, before I forget, man, you actually got to hang out with Steel in yes. person. Yes. I would have had that as one of my um, my Steel Wars exclusives, but I realized that I got I got very lucky with that. And that that was that was pretty fun. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's a neat surprise. Yeah, he was he was in town and he tweeted something about um he was looking for a comic book store, you know, someplace that people in Columbus would recommend. And I, I said something like, hey, I'm in Columbus. We should hang out sometime. And it kind of he was in town for a wedding and with some people. And we um, we met on a Friday night after he had been to a rehearsal dinner um, and he was with the, you know, the rest of the crowd. But he and I spent most of the time talking in uh, Bart Freebarn, who has been on some of the podcasts. He was there um, talk with him a little bit. But, yeah, I mean. We just had this whole conversation about Star Wars and everything else. Like, you know, he had White Castle for the first time and was very, very underwhelmed. And I can't say I blamed him at all. Um, I sympathize with him uh, for a few of his local selections. And then, you know, we ended up talking about podcasts and people and Star Wars. And, and it was it was a fun time. He's a you know, he's a you, you knew he was someone. You've met him, too. And right. as, as as someone who only knew him from communicating uh, through podcasting and through Twitter and Facebook, you know, I knew he was a nice guy who knew Star Wars, but it was just meeting him and talking to him was really cool. Yeah, man, he's a good dude. He's just yeah. a genuinely good dude. Ex- exactly. And, uh, yeah. And he's it's like the guy you're hearing on the podcast. That's the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's him, man. But anyway, I do go yeah. on. 
<laughs> so, uh, another another favorite that you mentioned it's a pretty recent episode episode 134 with mike quinn which mm-hmm. is a fantastic episode and oh, what yeah. about that in particular stuck out to you um you know i was return of the jedi i was five when it came out and i you know i just love that movie i'd seen the others i was in love with all of star wars but return of the jedi i don't know you know I'm just of that generation and nine, I think he officially says in that, in that podcast, it's nine, none, um, you know, there's a little alien that blew up the millennium Falcon with, or <laughs> blew up the millennium Falcon. I'm sorry. Blew up the Death Star flying. <laughs> what movie were you to say? <laughs> I don't know. The Ewoks bl- blink and they make noise in my head, Eric, you should know there's something wrong with me. Um, no, he's flying true. the, he's flying the millennium Falcon with Lando blew up the second death star. And, I just liked him. He had this cool look and you couldn't understand him. And I just thought it was like, okay, yeah, there's a person. I used to think there was a person behind nine numb, but after that podcast, and I think I had, I'd read it someplace else before, but it really didn't hit home until I was listening to Mike talk about it in that podcast that he was actually underneath the Falcon seat with his arm up through nine numb's body. Let me ask you something. Okay. I am going, well, I mean, first let me admit something. I (laughs) had no idea that that was a puppet. Oh, no. Until I heard that. No idea. (laughs) And of course, now I can't unsee it. It's so obvious to me now. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So did you, did you know, like, just visually before then that it was a puppet? No, not not visually. Like looking at it, I always thought guy in a suit, and because he's in other scenes, like he's on the he's on the Rebel cruiser during the briefing, or at least him right. or other Celestins, and even in um, the Force Awakens, he's walking around, and and it must have been in the Rinsler uh, making of Jedi book where I okay puppeteer Mike Quinn. I thought okay maybe there's something to him, but I never really it never really clicked in my head until listening to that episode where he's talking about being underneath and reaching up. And I'm like, okay, my, my perception is totally off. And that's, that's even more amazing. And, and I also, you know, he he said that he, he was on set um, during the Yoda scene in Jedi also, and he helped out with that. Now the other uh, sort of very exciting thing that you're involved with <clears throat> on Return of the Jedi was uh, Yoda. I, I believe, yeah. I believe you were in control of one of the hands. Yeah, the right hand. Yeah, just like I used to do with uh, for Fozzie Bear with, with Frank Oz and, and sometimes with Miss Piggy. So so I'd already performed that role with Frank and, and Muppet characters for, for him. So he knew what I was able to do and, and chose me to do it for Yoda as well. Plus I'm small, you know, and I'm Yoda's heart is a very small area, yeah, so I, being being small, you can tuck in out of the way a lot easier too. Yeah, I, I don't want to flatter you too much, but his right hand has always been my favourite, Mike. Oh, thank you. More than the left? <laughs> way more than the left. Way well, the more. left is always like he's always got the cane. I mean, what can you do with when you're holding a cane, right? So <laughs> <laughs> now I one of the most. Like t- touching um, and, and sad scenes in in all the Star Wars films is the passing of Yoda. Now, what was the vibe like 
on the set for that? Is that just another day at the office or is there a little bit more weight to a, to a death scene like that? Um, I, I would say the, the entire scene, really, we treated the same way, page to page to page. Um, uh, I mean, he didn't have as much to do in, in Jedi as he did in Empire, but but we, you know, we rehearsed uh, uh, quite solidly for, for several days uh, with, with Frank, working out um, every single beat uh, of when he turns and how he turns and, and his, when he takes his breath and how he sits down on the bed and, and his attitude, uh, his, his dynamics, that kind of thing. Everything was very, very carefully rehearsed and thought out. Uh, so it, we took it all very seriously, um, you know, whether he was going to die or not. Uh, it sort of didn't make any difference. It, it was all about making him as focused and real and believable as, as possible and getting that consistent performance from angle to angle, uh, you know, as they set up the different reverses and shots and take out walls of the heart and stuff. Everything has to has to match the cadence and the and the performance and timings and and you know every head turn was was worked out so that they could edit anywhere they want and it would match basically uh if they need to so so we we just took the whole thing very seriously uh anyway um and you know frank approaches his characters not as you know animations cartoons or puppets but as 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 actors essentially he, he approaches yoda as as a, as a as a serious actor would approach uh, their character, so so everything was 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 very professional and very serious. That's not to say we didn't have a few laughs here and there uh, on set as well, um, which we did, did of course. But uh, yeah, so so, but we also had this you know extra secret that that uh, we couldn't tell that we knew we knew what was going to happen with Yoda, which was kind of cool. Yeah, and the, the the bit where he gets tucked into bed is just <coughs> yeah. adorable. Just yeah. adorable. That that just blew my mind, and that's a that's such a meaningful scene in the Star Wars saga, at least in the original trilogy. And it's like, oh, he was there. He, you know, he operated the hand. The, the, those moments are really cool, man. And that's like, that's like. <sighs> I don't know. It doesn't detract from the magic of the movie whatsoever. And to hear oh, no. somebody who got, who got to do it, who, you know, is so into it, who's so appreciative of the, of the, the experience and who loves the movies the same way we do, man. Steel does a great job of bringing that stuff out of people. Yeah. It's, it, and that's exactly what I was going to say was, you know, I'm sure he had some great stories to tell even without, Without the prompting, but just the way he and Steel had this conversation. That, and, you know, Steel loves Return of the Jedi, too. And he may have mentioned just, that a time or two. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, ignite the something or other. Right. But um, just you could tell in the conversation. And I think um, oh, I, I think Quinn was really young, like in his early 20s when he did Jedi. Yeah, just a kid, man. Yeah, so it's it's just like all all these little sorts of hearing of things from hearing from, about his experience that he had. Um, I love getting that side of the story, even from someone who it's it's not Mark Hamill or Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, um, or even uh, what's her name, Caroline Blakiston. 
Yes, yes. Played Mon Mothma. <laughs> even, even if it's I, not I'm, I see what you're trying to do here. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though, even though it's not someone who you saw on screen, it's it's still a great story about you know movies we love, and I I, I like hearing that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure, man. Me too. I, you know, like there's a um, the, the episode with Angus Truscott where he talks mm-hmm. about his experiences on the set. Those I just I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, as a as a bonus, you mentioned a recent call in episode in which I was <laughs> the co-host of and uh-huh. my friend, my friend Lucas called in to share his fortunate uh, Force Friday story. And you also had a similar story that, you know, it, it ignited some jealousy. You are really trying to get steel to block and ban me aren't you from (laughs) all right run us through what went down very exciting uh yes um originally i was thinking of going sometime today or over the weekend but i decided what the hell i'll just go um to a target midnight you know just Uh, caught up in everything no no i'm sick of this story already i wasn't gonna go like no all right, keep going. Okay. So I got there probably around 1130. There were about 15 or 20 people ahead of me in line. And I was there mostly for, you know, just to see what they had to get my kids some things for Christmas. Had to wait about 15 minutes or so. They probably did the raffle at about 1220, 1230. First number that was picked was someone else. And uh, the second number that was picked was me. They were only given out two per store. And... I uh, I couldn't believe it. You know, I'm I'm very happy that at least them to a fan, and I'm even happier that that fan was me. But you know, they asked if they could take a picture for their Facebook page. We did. I took a few pictures, tweeted it out. Someone asked me if it made noise. I took a little video of that, and it sounds like the um, the noise that your guys' porgs make. And then you have know, you I actually said out. what it is. Have you actually said what the thing is that you won? Oh, it's a a giant, like four feet tall pork. It's and my wife just says it's bigger than that. That's not six feet. I couldn't fit. I I had to like shove it into the back seat of my car. And I I have a Hyundai Sonata. It's not anything small. I had to like violently push and thrust it into the back seat of my car. Hey, the, the Hyundai. Got, it's it's small on the outside, big on the inside. That's what I hear. <laughs> yes. Yes, but yeah, it's and it's you know I expected it because it was wrapped up in plastic. I thought it would be like something you get at a carnival for knocking down bottles or something with with baseballs. But it's actually very nice. When I was checking out, I had one of the smaller porgs in my cart, and I said, you know what, I'm not going to need that small one. (laughs) So I I gave that back. Very big of you, King Tom. Very big of you. Well, you know. You know, it's that seems like a, a theme because my my friend Lucas, who went with me, who won the giant porg, his story of Force Friday was, eh, yeah, sure, I'll go, whatever, that's cool, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. hang out with you, that's neat, and you know, then he walks out with the holy grail of 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 plush Star Wars figures, but uh, yeah. so is it? Has it found like a permanent spot in your house, or you know, because I know it's gigantic. 
we kind of we have a small house. We have a two bedroom, and our kids share a room. We got we got them bunk beds um, this past week to give them a little bit more room um, for activities. For activities, yes, which they're they've been filling up with crap instead. <laughs> um, as I'm sure you you know how it goes, but um, I totally keeping, get it. Yeah, we've been keeping it in our living room, and um, it's become a beanbag slash cuddle object for everyone in the house. It mostly stays up on the couch. Every sometimes, you know, when leaving for work in the mornings, I'll kind of our couch is right up against our window. I'll put it in the window facing out. <laughs> just because I, I want to be, you know, the weird the weird person in the neighborhood. Um but it's yeah, it's it's in our living room. It's it's a member of the family. Um we are our, our um yeah our, my kids are asleep. Our goldfish recently died a few weeks ago. Um oh so it's, man, it's I'm sorry to hear that. It, it's okay. It's 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 been a nice way of taking their mind off of it, actually. If you you know what I mean? Because every now and then it comes up. Um we missed the little fish, but the, 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 the giant pork has helped out a lot with that. I bet. I bet so, man. My kids would love it. We we got one of the, you know, the mechanical porgs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also just bought one of the, the plush, just the regular plush porgs that actually still make mm-hmm. noise. But, you know, it looks like probably, you know, uh, your giant porg, if it were to poop, it would look like this little <laughs> porg. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, the kids love them. I don't think we're getting any little porks because um, one giant one is enough. Well, yeah, I mean, that'd just be, be uh, you know, kind of a jerk move if you did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, King Tom, first of all, man, thank you so much for doing the show and this show. And second of all, thanks so much for always contributing to so many of the, the, the podcasts in the community. Have you ever considered starting a podcast of your own um i have and every now and then i have ideas but i just know it takes a lot of time and commitment and i really and i'm not i'm not just saying this but i really do admire the people who have podcasts and i and i'm appreciative of those that let you know people like me contribute because i really have a lot of fun you know i love star wars and i love the community we have I don't mean, I mostly mean, you know, the Steel Wars making Star Wars, Blue Harvest, Rogue One, and that other one with the the three people I listen to sometimes. I can't remember what their name is. Um, Dude, oh, the, the Sith, Sith list. The Sith list. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate you so much. <laughs> um, no, check out the Bad Motivators if you don't. It's 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 definitely worth a listen, if not for the voicemails, uh, if nothing else. Um yeah, I don't remember who it was, but someone figured out my secret strategy a few months ago that I do have my own podcasts. It's everyone else's podcasts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they don't. Nobody realizes it, but you're actually the host yeah. of all of them. Exactly. I think. It, just... I think. I think it was our buddy Luke, and that's that's why I hate him so much. <laughs> Dude, he'll give you several other reasons to hate him besides that. So just well, yeah. you, you just yeah, hang in there, man. Reason one. There. Reason one. But but in all seriousness, man, it it means a lot to us. And uh, you know, this is that type of of community is sort of like what Steel Wars is all about. He mm-hmm. 
steel is what made me want to start a podcast you Mm -hmm. know and he's been you know nothing but helpful and encouraging and he's a good dude man and you are too so oh thanks so so are you so are you yeah i keep telling people that and nobody believes me but (laughs) i appreciate it (laughs) eric struthers is a good dude i'm saying it right now there we and go. And the, the bad Thanks, motivators is a, is a good podcast because uh, of the voicemails con- when they <laughs> get to them. Of, that's <laughs> right. Man, thanks again so much. And oh. hopefully we can have so many of these that we'll have you do another one. I'd love it. Thank you for having me. And there you have it. These episodes are super fun to do. It's awesome to talk to other fans and to reminisce about some of the episodes and to get their takes on them. Maybe maybe they see something in a different light that I had never thought of before. But if you're a Patreon supporter and you would like to appear on an episode of Strother's Wars, reply on the Patreon post for this episode and I will reach out and see what we can come up with. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, what are you waiting for? You're missing out. You're missing it. You can fix that no problem by heading over to patreon.com slash steel wars. Take a look around, see what you think. And until next time, I am out of here. And may that force be with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.